0: Tobias Harris telling us all to be quiet on a Friday night with some hoops in South Philadelphia as he comes out blazing hot to start this game off as they take on the Toronto Raptors, defeating them by 10, 121, 111. What a game! Taking a 2 1, three game homestand as the Sixers improve as they get ready for their game on Christmas Day against the Miami Heat. But this is all about, yes, three Sixers scored in uh, 30 points tonight, but it was all about Tobias Harris, Derek Bodner, I'm Devon Givens. Kyle Newbeck will join us live from South Philly to get into all this. Bree is here producing. We want to hear from you all on the Super Chat. Derek, he said, shut up. (laughs) 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 Tell a friend to tell
2: a friend, because that was freaking wild. Look, we spent a couple of shows debating whether or not he had opportunity to shine. That dude was hitting like step back threes early in the shot clock tonight. Don't tell me he didn't have opportunity to shoot other games. Don't tell me he didn't have opportunities to make an imprint on the game He was sensational in that first half. And look, Embiid came out in this one and was started off slow. Um, I think he had what, maybe like 11 at halftime. Mm -hmm. Wasn't really dominating the way, and usually he comes out and he has 11 in the first quarter almost every game. So he was really struggling. Maxi had some moments, but he wasn't yet dominant. He would become dominant, that would come later in the game. But the Sixers came out slow. And they were struggling. And what were they down? Like 11, I think, at the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. The only reason they were in that game is because they got a big, big, big performance from Tobias Harris. Making catch-and-shoot threes, step-back threes, driving some passes. That pass he made uh, when he was coming off a of pick-and-roll and he hit Ubre cutting was maybe, I thought, the, the play of the game for Tobias. It was wild to see him do that. And the difference between a confident Toby and a second-guessing Toby is just so drastic. He made a step back. I still can't get over the fact he made even... And it was I a great... I can't get over the fact that he attempted a step-back three for him to then come out and I know he's going to do it in a week later. <laughs> he's going to come out and pump fake and jab step and record scratch a three. Yep. And this is why it's so infuriating because he's capable of doing this. He's capable of being that third star. He's capable of lifting you on a night when Joel Embiid's out. He just very, very
0: rarely does it. They were down by as much as 15 in the first quarter and Tobias Harris was the only one that really had anything going. only one who really had a pulse so Derek as you talked first of all this is what we ask for so when we went on our rants on Thursday's show it was because of this right. we even said it towards the end of the show you know what's going to happen. He's going to get into January, and he's going to go for about two weeks where he's averaging 20 points, shooting 50% from the three-point line, playing phenomenal defense, playing very well, and he's going to drive everybody nuts when he then goes and falls back a little bit. But this is all we ask. Not 24 points in the first quarter. It's, let me say this again. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it here right now because I know many people knew about it when I said it all all those years ago about Ben Simmons, and it now rings true for Tobias Harris aggressive Tobias Harris is the best Tobias Harris. It doesn't necessarily, again, has to come in the form of 24 points. However, when he's aggressively looking for his, and when I said on Thursday's show to demand the basketball, to reject certain things from the other two when they don't have it, we got some pushback on that even after the show where some were saying, that's ridiculous. Why would you want less shots from Embiid and Maxi and give them to Tobias Harris? This is the reason, because he can make good decisions. He may not make all of them like he did tonight. He shot, I believe, 13 for 24. I could be wrong on that number off the top of my head, but he was phenomenal, right? Hitting step-back threes, as Derek talked about. But this is exactly what we're asking. Aggressive Tobias Harris, and that's the best Tobias Harris. And you saw that. And as Derek points out, the best, two of the phenomenal plays that he had, a step-back three and a pass to Kelly Oubre cutting in the paint for a dunk, I'll give you one even better. For me, small, subtle thing. Joel Embiid block Yaka Pertl with just under a minute to play in the third quarter. Tobias Harris grabs the loose ball. Tyrese Maxey is right to his left. As, as far as Derek is from me here, if you're watching, if you're on the podcast, he is a couple of, you no, know, he's right arm's length from me where I can just hand the ball off to Derek and let him push the break. Tobias Harris looked Tyrese Maxey off. Pushed the break, Embiid got down the floor, sealed, threw him the ball, he got fouled, two free throws. A second one, where he also got a rebound on the right side of the floor, Joel Embiid leaked out, sealed his man, Tobias, with his second best pass of the night, over the top of the defender, into Embiid's hands for a bucket there. As he, It was about 75 feet away from the basket, and he threw it over the top into the paint to Embiid's hand. And that's all we're asking for. Not 33 tonight, tremendous work. Eight and seven assists to go along with it. Shot the ball tremendously well. All we're asking for is for him to be aggressive, have a pulse in the game, and give them another option offensively on the floor. They trusted him on the floor. They gave him the ball. Even when he gave the ball to them, they gave it back and allowed him to reset because he had the hot hand. And as we mentioned on Thursday, if you pass it away and you look like you don't know what you want to do with the basketball after being stopped the first time, no, they're not going to give it back to you. They're not. But he was confident. He was looking for his. He was looking for them. And it was all worked out, and it came in a great package tonight in this 10-point win over the Toronto Raptors. A phenomenal game, his best game of the season, dropping the season high 33.
2: And look, I don't want him shooting. He's, I'm not expecting him, nor do I want him shooting 23 times every night. I don't ex- certainly don't expect him to shoot nine threes every night. I don't expect step-back threes regular at all. Occasionally, yes, when you need it. Like tonight, you need it in the first half. Game to game, just take the open shots. That's all. If you can shoot nine threes in this game against a team that has good length on the perimeter, you can make step-back threes, you can shoot a freaking open catch-and-shoot three. That's all. I feel like I'm setting the bar very, very, very low, and today shows exactly why. I don't get frustrated by people who can't do something. Yes. That's fine. If you if, if that's the case and you're being put in a bad position, that comes down to the coach. I get upset by people who, who do not make the most of their gifts. And Tobias Harris is, like I said the last show— He's worked so hard to become a good, comp- competent catch-and-shoot player, a guy who can really shoot in, in all facets. Just use it. That's all I want. That's legitimately all I want.
0: That's it. That's it. And we want to hear from you, of course, in the chat. We'll get to some of your chats here as we go throughout the evening. Uh, just a few numbers as we go along again. Both Maxi and Harris paced the sixes with 33 apiece. To Joel Embiid with 31. Derek talked about it. He, uh, slow scoring first half, but he got himself together. Even with the, he, he, he rolled his ankle. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a tough one. Some were even asking why would he, why would Nick yeah. Nurse even bring him back? But he came in. And he went off in the third quarter. Derek, what did you say? 16 in the third? Uh, 16 yeah, six, straight? 16 straight for the Sixers. In yeah. the third quarter. And he was he was just fantastic. And so you, you look at that and you look at 96, uh, 96 points. Uh, what is it? 97 points, sorry. Uh, with Between three of those mm-hmm. guys tonight where you were down two starters. And again, down two starters and you need somebody to step up. Tobias Harris did just that. You got good good play and good minutes from some of the role players the guys starting Marcus Morris Kelly Oubre Oubre off with his shooting same for Morris but I thought they gave good minutes Daniel House coming in same thing giving good minutes Furkan Korkmaz a short run but a good showing there while out on the floor. The same for Paul Reed outside of his three-pointer from the top of the key that was nowhere near close to, to being made. But he's taking those shots. So a, a good overall game, getting off to the slow start and defensively too for this basketball team, where so many things were easy for them. Turnovers early on, yeah. points off of turnovers yep. for the Toronto Raptors. Points in the paint for Jakob Purtle just with his little shot put mm-hmm. uh, push shot over Joel Embiid, setting up very well. The Sixers defense buckled buckled down as the game started to progress. They really showed their defense and slowed things down. 31 for, for Siakam, but no one else really a threat outside of Siakam.
2: No, the first six minutes of this game had a chance to be really, really frustrating. Like you mentioned, there were a lot of turnover problems, and the Sixers compounded that by not getting back in transition. There was miscommunications in the half court. Embiid would step up to challenge the challenge a shot. Nobody would rotate behind him. There was just a whole lot of things going wrong, and then you add in the fact that Embiid wasn't his normal dominant self on offense. This had a chance to get away from him, which happens over the course of an 82-game season. You're going to have nights like this, but they turned it around. And like I said, Tobias keeping them close was huge. Obviously, Embiid then had that stretch in the third. Maxi had that stretch in the fourth. Uh, some really, really tough, deep, contested threes. Getting those kinds of performances from your key guys, your, your, we call them all the time, your pole guys, plus Tobias Harris, was great to see. Um, and I could sit here and nitpick certain things about most people's games, especially a lot of the role players. I thought it was a very up-and-down game, even from people like Kelly, even from people like Marcus, who you mentioned, but I just thought there was enough from your your role players, that when you have a huge night like this, you're going to be able to win. And Tobias is, I'm just going to focus on Tobias because that is the thing that was different. Like, we are used to seeing be dominate. We are used to seeing, um, you know, Tyrese Maxey put on a three-point shooting clinic. Hmm. Tobias Harris, to be aggressive like he was when they needed him to be aggressive, it's just, if he would just, and again, he's not going to shoot 23 times all that often. Just need him to be aggressive when you need it. Not when he's, you know, he, he'll he only be aggressive when he's feeling it, but you need that to be his consistent mindset. It's never been the case. I don't expect it to be the case going forward, but it was fantastic to see. It was legitimately, there were five or six plays that's just, that's a great play. Yep. It's not even just like, buy, like early in the season, I felt like Tobias was doing a lot of, I'm going to attack in, you know, semi-transition or early offense, attack mismatches. No, th- these were like legitimately great plays that Tobias is capable of doing every now and then. It's just very... Frustrating.
0: I know. Very that, frustrating. That's why you're just simply trying to praise him for his, jo- his job well done. Tonight, Real Time says on the chat, Derek, trade Tobias tonight. His stock is really high. And uh, Sicario Game, he says, yes, trade Tobias tomorrow. Yeah, I guess give him the night. Trade him tomorrow with the day off and all that. But, no, I mean, look, and the frustration is – and that's why you ended your comment the way that you did because you're like, it, it's just – it's very simple – Basketball, Just be aggressive all the time. It's not that you have to take 23 shots. It's just the the mentality, how you're trying to do it, and what you're doing putting that pressure on the defense and also makes things easier for your teammates to get things going because even though Morris and Oubre were missing their shots, they were getting good looks. They just missed them because what happens? If you you shade off of Tobias after he's doing what he's doing, after the defense is starting to play him a little bit tighter, you know the other two are going to get going at some point Those two are going to get some looks, too, and they just missed them. But they did other small things to help out as they could throughout the evening, helping lead to this victory. And we've talked as much as we have in coming after Harris the way that we have so much here on on this show. And uh, we can only talk about us. That's why we're praising him the way that we we are tonight. Sure, we can— Get on him and say, stock is high, trade him like real time and like Sicario is saying. But no, it's just really about what he did tonight and the job that he did this evening. Because not only when he's scoring in that way on the offensive end, he's focused on defense where he gives the effort that he does anyway, as Derek talked about on Thursday's show. But when you're locked in and scoring like this, your game is stepping up in a lot of different ways, too. The passing, as Derek mentioned on the defensive end, you're locked in. So everything, every aspect of your game, it seems like it's so easy out there. And even when he was taking those quick three-pointers, he was open and yeah. he was feeling it. So you're like, okay, shoot it again. Yep. And that's exactly what you and Kyle talk about, those high-volume shots from three-point range, especially when he has a good look and he's feeling it.
2: Yeah, look, this... I, I'm guessing something just guessing, happened with yeah. the Flyers game because we heard some people yelling in there. the background. This... NBA defenders react so quickly, and they cover ground so well. You don't have a half a second to think, what should I do? Should I take this shot? I've gone two for eight. Am I comfortable going two for nine if I miss? You just don't have the time to second-guess yourself and still get off a decent look. And it's just—again, I go back to the step back, not because— oh, my God, he made a step back, but oh, my God, he did something without thinking and look at the results. He just reacted. It's just completely different, and I wish somebody, and look, it's now been Brett Brown, Doc Rivers, and Nick Nurse. Nobody's really found a way to do that consistently. I think the only time he was really consistent in terms of aggressiveness was when he was with the Clippers, and he was pretty much a primary player perimeter initiator at least for much of the game in pick and rolls that's really where his bread and butter is he's not a he's not good enough at that certainly not good enough as a creator to run your offense like that so he's had to sort of become an off-ball sort of role player catch and shoot guy attack closeout guy and that's where the indecision comes in and you've had a number of coaches now try to get this version out of him more often it hasn't happened but this again I'll just go back to, it's great. They needed to get the win, but this is also
0: why he frustrates us so much. Very very much so. Very much so. Jay of the Jungle back in with us on the Super Chat. We appreciate it, Jay, hanging out with us like everyone else on a Friday night with the donation. Thank you. They historically lose this game. Joel and Maxie start slow, and they never get all the way back. Harris kept them in it until the Stars got it going. Jay, appreciate it. It was something that we talk about, Vince, our coworker here a lot. Vince texted me, asked me how I thought in the first half how things were looking. And I said, you know what? Tobias is playing this well. He's being aggressive. They will get it together in the second half. What they did, though, they got it together towards the end of the second quarter, mm-hmm. took the lead, and as Vince mentioned, it was really good to see them tie the score and then take that lead. And going into the third quarter, they really turned it up. Uh, Toronto got back into it, and they – turned it up once again, even when the reserves were in there in the fourth quarter, largely due to Tyrese Maxey's, I believe, 16 in the the fourth quarter, where he really went off and hitting those threes early on, and doing what Maxey typically does, and and that's why they were able to get it. The defense is too strong. They figured things out. They made their adjustments in the second quarter, indefinitely at halftime, and then they were just too much down the stretch as they closed things out for their 20th win of the campaign, so... Really, really good win, a fun win, and we've talked about but this.
2: a number of fun, fun wins. Yeah, in row, number yeah. of, fun,
0: we, and that's why I was about to go. We said take two of the three, and you got you the two it. in a row yep. where you beat Minnesota, which was the big one, and then you followed it up, not only not letting down, but letting down. Pardon me, letting down early, but making your adjustment to correct your mistakes, fix the problem, and still come away with the double yeah. digit victory.
2: Yeah, and look. We mentioned it the other day. If you were going to take two out of three, if that was your expectation, I'd rather that one win come against the, uh, the, the Wolves rather than the Bulls, just because it's a more impressive win. And also just every game, they found a way to take someone who is struggling or, or the team struggling as a whole and bounce back in the second half. And Tyrese, um, obviously, I think we all kind of expect Embiid to bounce back at various points, even when he was hobbling so much. Um, I mean, then again, with the way he was hobbling to come out and score 16 in a row in a third, that was yeah. really impressive. But Tyrese... I feel like every time he does something great, we're sort of like making a little note of it because it is his first time in this role. He's had a very consistent stretch where he has taken over games in the fourth quarter, even when he's struggling earlier on in the game. That's a a, a great sign.
0: Yeah, and uh, five turnovers in the first quarter, as we mentioned Uh, Five in the first quarter, nine the rest of the way for the team. So really good protection of the Mm -hmm. basketball after getting off to a tough start there where they were very careless with the ball and beat, mostly where he had four turnovers in the first quarter. Really, really careless with the basketball. They cleaned it up, though, thereafter, walking away with the 10-point victory. When we come back, we'll get into Tyrese Maxey a little bit, talk about that, talk about Joel Embiid a little bit as we uh, get into a little bit of uh, making sure that your your health is right, yeah, especially on these late
2: nights. For sure, want to tell you about AG One, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. As I mentioned in the past, I tend to be very rushed in the morning. I wake up late. I'm slow to get going, and that tends to cause my diet to suffer when I'm running out the door. Breakfast is easily my least nutritious meal of the day, so I've added AG1 to my morning routine so I make sure I get the macronutrients I need to kick my day off right and make me feel like I have everything I need to cover my nutritional basis and win the day. Uh, We're around athletes a lot, and athletes tend to have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. More AG1, less crumble cookies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also drink AG1, which is why I'm a huge fan. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash p-h-l-y-sixers. That's drinkag1.com slash p-h-l-y-sixers. Check it out.
0: It's also good for when you're running around last minute on the holidays trying to get these gifts. Yeah, take I your AG1. Like- if you forget to eat, make sure you have your AG1. You're all good. I'm not going to you- talk
2: about that, Devon. That's a sore <laughs> subject.
0: <laughs> and if you're doing that, and like Derek has to take the AG1 from running around, <laughs> if you're doing that and you're saying, you know what? Now I have this boost of energy and I want to make sure I've... Get these gifts and get out the way. With I have a very easy way for you online on your app, pardon me, with our good friends from Game Time. If you want to buy Philadelphia hosting New York on Christmas Day here in Philadelphia, I have the place for you again, Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events, they shouldn't be stressful at all. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have, especially, again, when you want that last minute gift for your loved one. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful at all. You get those flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, including images of seat views. Lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, et cetera. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images once again of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect. When you arrive to your destination, buying tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through that email. If you can't get the Wi-Fi in the place that you are, bang, right there on your app. No problem. Tickets make for great holidays, as we've shared with you already. Snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed.
2: Did we have a super chat, or did we get all of them?
0: We had the one. Did we get the, yeah, that was the only one. Okay. Yeah, we had the one already. As uh talking about this and Tobias Harris answering the critics with his yep. big play today, but he wasn't the only one because you did get everyone else to step in. Everybody had their quarter.
2: Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. None of us have any idea what to expect from Tobias on Monday.
0: I'm not even Nobody has confidence
2: Monday. that it'll necessarily carry over. He could be great again, he could disappear. That's part of the problem. You just don't know what to expect out of him from a mentality perspective. And any given night. Um, and also, there's a, bit, a little chatter here in the chat. I just want to be clear. You can't trade him now at his highest value because nobody in the league is going to fall for that. Nobody in the nah, league cares nah, about nah, one nah. game on a player who's nah. 31. It's just not how it works. There is no change in Tobias Harris's trade value based on this performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's not happening. They're still going to hold on to him for as long as they hold on to him. We'll see where things end up maybe by February. But for right now, he's not going anywhere. Maxi, though, I uh, wanted to get to him. Thirteen of twenty-two, four for ten, especially in that fourth quarter where he really went off. Mm-hmm. In that fourth quarter, just uh, dropping seventeen, making two of those five. He had a heat check three yeah. on the third one, and I was that like, "That was
2: early in the clock I was too." Like, like that was, go <laughs> for it, man. Go for <laughs> that it. Was man. A solid, that must have been like a thirty-two footer with eighteen seconds
0: left yeah. on the clock. Yeah, he was behind a it. double screen. He's like, "I'm, I'm pulling this." Heat one. Heat check, baby. That's basketball. Go for it. Six of ten in that fourth. Eleven minutes and twenty seconds, and he only had the one turnover, but he scored those seventeen points. Uh, at just he continues to he yeah, had 29 in, in the uh, earlier game and he just continues to show why we look at him as that number two guy as that potential all-star that we think he's going to make it at this point if he keeps this up uh, through January he's he's pretty much a lock but man he was phenomenal tonight.
2: Yeah man 33 and 10, 10 assists there he had three turnovers on the night which for him is a high turnover game for most yes. people uh, with that kind of usage would be a low turnover game. He there's just two things that he does so incredibly well. And the first is the body control he has when he's he's flying around at full speed. Like, people look at it and it's like, oh, they, he only has one speed, it's full speed. Well, but 99.9% of NBA players don't have the body control to be able to put the ball on the glass like he does and with English like he does at that kind of speed. It's just insanely incredible to watch him do that. And man, the deep range on his three, it's just so tough to guard him when he can pull up off of a screen 30 feet deep. And you're like, yeah, that's a good shot because he can get that shot almost any time he wants against almost any kind of defense, even, 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 you know, a team like Toronto that has real good length on the perimeter. He is learning how to get to his spots. And again, we mentioned this before, there'll be some skepticism over short guards in the playoffs being a one or a one a option. Some of that skepticism, I think, is warranted because you can't be like Jason Tatum, just rise up and shoot over your defender. Well, Tyrese Maxey can step back and get a reasonably good shot almost whenever he wants. That's his real equalizer. That's how he overcomes his lack of of height. It's just, it's it's wild to watch. I don't know what else to say.
0: And and one thing that, that I really like. He of, couldn't shoot when he came in the league. No, he Devon. couldn't. He couldn't. Well, the, and you know how he says it. It wasn't that he couldn't. Is that yeah. he didn't.
2: No, I mean, Because he look. wasn't
0: given the opportunity. But to your point, he to us, he couldn't shoot.
2: Well, I mean, he, when he did get the opportunity, he shot 29% he two, did.
0: two years in a row. He did, yeah.
2: We've mentioned this all the time. Like You go back to the draft, a lot of people would look at that and, and said, oh, man, his, his indicators, uh, mid-range, free throw, show that he will improve. But it's one thing to improve from that 29% three-point base. It's another thing to become arguably a top-five shooter in the league, and he is right there.
0: Leading the league in percentage shooting at the end of the year for, what, the last two or at least in the top three. And we
2: don't even talk about it because he doesn't get very many catch-and-shoot opportunities Outrages. anymore, especially with Harden gone. Yeah. But he's an elite catch-and-shoot player,
0: too. Outrages. And his finishing at the rim was already very good. I'll say very good for a young player. It's so much better now where before it was just get the ball high up like Iverson used to do off the top of the glass, hit your spots. I remember talking to him one day about it after practice, and we were just talking about different ways of getting the angle of of the layups, and he was talking about he has points on the backboard that he likes to hit Mm -hmm. to get those shots off or whatever angle it is over the defender and the angle that he is driving, and now – I'm loving even more the scoop shot when he gets into the paint and he turns it over and finger rolls it in from a certain distance. And even that, you know, and and typically when you do that and you turn it over that way, defenders have an opportunity to now go ahead and swat it. But he does it so perfectly and it's timely where he does it that they don't have an opportunity. And plus, it's on his, his downward uh, a point down downward point to the basket that if they do try it's going to be a goal ten. so really good from him finishing at the basket we have a lot of super chats you call for them. we get four in a row so we get the bang knees out rick Sachs jumps in devon here's your trademark money i appreciate it <laughs> obi-wan kenobi is the fourth on a on the team not a third we need uh, uh one more piece I hear you, Rick, and he's not to get
2: too nerdy, but I I feel like this could be after this game, he could go hide on Tatooine here for a couple of games here. (laughs) So it definitely fits.
0: That's very true. Very true. But nationally televised game on (laughs) Christmas Day, better not disappear, man. Better not disappear. But thank you for the donation. And that's always because, again, we've never trademarked aggressive Ben Simmons is the best Ben Simmons. So now we're looking at the best Tobias Harris. Right, the aggressive Tobias Harris is the best Tobias Harris, So, Got to trademark it. Thank yep. you there, Johnny. Appreciate Obi-Wan
2: it. Kato- Obi-Wan He'll win the battle on Mustafar, than hide on Tatooine. <laughs> Fucking bad news.
0: Real time. Back with us here. Also with the donation. We appreciate it. Which former—oh, good question. Which former Sixers player gives the current Sixers team the best chance to win? And is OG and Levine uh, media— and agent driven are they the trade options agent driven appreciate it real time for checking in let's start there agent driven or real og ananobi who people got a chance to scout tonight he finished with 12 and four of nine shooting and um zach Levine out right now but the bulls are playing very well without him for the last two weeks
2: so in terms of i assume he's asking about the sixers interest is that agent or media driven yes for the availability and then the yeah, Well, availability is just reality. Like, I think it, for OG, I think it's mostly connecting the dots because they see he doesn't have the contract. Um, for Levine, I think it's just reality. He's on the market. So it's, it's media-driven in the fact that we're the ones talking about it, but I don't think it's media-driven in the fact that, like, we're inventing it. Mm-hmm. In terms of the Sixers' interest, I do think that the Sixers' interest in Levine is mostly media-driven. I have not gotten—Kyle and I have talked about this a million times—I have not gotten a sense that they are are in on that. OG, I think it's, again, mostly just connecting dots. And one of those very significant dots being Nick Nurse. Nurse. Uh, And I do think that relationship is strong. I talked about this a little bit before the season where I almost felt like Nick Nurse would empower— OG a little more offensively than he should give him pick and rolls that he really has no business running because he's not a good pick and roll player in part because he defends his his ass off and I think Nick appreciates that Um, but I think, like I said, I think Levine I think is mostly media driven Um, OG I think is mostly dot connecting.
0: Okay, and going back to the first part of the question that Real Time asks, which former Sixer player gives this current Sixer team the best chance to win if you could plug and play?
2: Over one of those two
0: no a uh, former sixer oh, any former, former sixer oh, geez. any former sixer and i'd imagine that
2: so are we talking about like where they are at this stage of their career
0: it's a good question
2: or where they were when they left the sixers
0: let's just say it, uh, let's just this say this is a long list let's is... just say any player that you feel could just step right in and, and that's active we're active yeah active and can jump in and play and fill in, in that last spot that they need
2: I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's got to be Jimmy, right? Who else, who else would it really be? Um, yeah. I guess you, no, it's, it's got to be Jimmy. And yeah, it's like, Jimmy's not a perfect fit. Cause he will go a month where he just, no, I'm not taking a, Uh, open catch shoot three and that's not necessarily great but getting one more ball handler who's also a a great defender who can get the free throw line who can create out of pick and rolls i think it's it's got to be jimmy and
0: i I, and i assume not just because obviously i'm taking it away like you know no family stuff just simply talking about i assume we're not going you drafted him you had the rights of course talking about kale that would be the ideal one. Oh, you know, are you okay? No, no, I was just saying uh, oh, yeah. because he didn't specify. I, I was
2: not including him because he never played exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, so just to specify, he was never in a sixer uniform. He was, you know, yeah, a he had a for, hat on for, for like 25 10 minutes, minutes yep. and, and that was it. Um, so you that's the obvious one. I was gonna ask, how about Jeremy Grant?
2: He, I mean, he was the other one that came to mind. But, right. no, I would trust Jimmy in the playoffs way more.
0: Sure. Yep. I, I agree with also,
2: you. Also, Joel loves Jimmy, and, like, that, oh, I yeah. think that would be a good that, Yeah, to have. And,
0: and his vibes, are so, the vibes are so high, you go get his guy and bring him back. Uh, bring him back in it. By the way, uh, I think I saw, where was it? Uh, Paul Kennedy says uh, when, when he, he thought, of, thought of, our, our, of our rants yesterday on the show when he saw Tobias was putting up 23 shots on the night. They, there's that. Yeah. So.
2: No, I mean we thought about our rants too.
0: <laughs> he heard us. Furious says with another donation there on the super chat, we appreciate it. Furious, have we ever seen a player get better at the rate that Maxi is? He learns he learns game after game. Thank you, Furious.
2: I mean, we talked about his early, age, early career. Joe was insane. Yeah, he was. He, Joe of Kansas one. was incredible to watch. He would just like a week would go by and he would have a completely new aspect to his game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, that's also why they're great. But but we talk about his age at 23 for a reason mm-hmm. because th- look at the the rate, furious that you're talking about how quickly he's picking this stuff up. And in, remember, we would always see where first of all Doc Rivers would tell him, "You got to get out of the gym. You got to stay. Get out of the gym. You know all that stuff. Get get out of here." And you're here at 5 a.m. and all go rest. Go home. Chill. Do something. Go enjoy yourself. But he's always working. He's mm-hmm. always willing to learn and try to get better. Clearly, he was probably going to do that anyway before James Harden got here. But you cannot tell me, and of course he has said so, that James Harden helped him out so much at learning the guard position in the NBA as to where he is right now. So, great question, Furious. Really appreciate it. I think we got a really good one from a lot of people. T. Will, Stacy, We we forgot about Drew. Which one? Holiday.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: That's a really good one. It's a good one. It's not Jimmy Butler good. No, it's not Jimmy Butler good. But but it's it's, a a good one.
2: It's a cleaner fit. Yes. A cleaner fit, but a lesser player. So much
0: so that when he was available at at the beginning of the season, from trading Milwaukee to Portland and then looking to get into it. My apologies. When you said Drew, the reason
2: I, I, I said Drew who, it's because we had a Drew Thronsden oh, okay. in the chat asking a okay. question. I thought you were referring to that question.
0: Drew Holiday. Obviously, there aren't many Drews that are former Sixers. My yeah. apologies. And Lucas, our last, latest Super Chat. Thank you, everybody, for the Super Chats. Lucas, appreciate it. Uh, Tyrese Maxey versus Jamal Murray versus De'Aaron Fox. I'm guessing who would you prefer as a player? Oh, man. Um... I would go right now Murray because he got it done in the big spot. Yeah. He got it done in the big spot. He
2: is more accomplished. Yes.
0: Yes. He got it done in the big spot. I think if not for the ACL injury,
2: I think I think would have been an all-star. Like if you put Murray in Maxie's spot, I don't think he would succeed to the level that Maxie is. I think Maxie Hmm. is able to create space better than Murray does. Um, oh, not that, yes
0: that yes
2: and on on this team especially when you're talking about maybe running some offense without Joel or even with what he's able to do off of Embiid I think Maxey is probably the cleaner fit and Murray's his skill level is fantastic oh yeah but Maxey's just got a little deeper range a little more space on that pull-up and certainly more speed coming off of that screen uh, I think Murray would have a tough time duplicating what Maxi does with this team
0: those two over Fox
2: I trust those two more than Fox I think um fox's defense i was more of a fox
0: guy than murray guy okay hmm
2: fox's defense has disappointed me um over the last couple of years
0: coming out of kentucky you just thought oh, this he guy had all the tools yeah. i thought he'd be a real good defender yeah. um
2: they're all good though
0: yeah we're all good uh, paul says uh, paul kennedy says playoff murray <laughs> lol playoff murray strictly playoff murray i'm guessing you're saying strictly playoff murray thank you everybody for the super chats we really appreciate it glenn says maybe maxie would be better if doc wasn't trying to kick him out of the gym i didn't realize that fox was shooting 40 percent from three so far oh, right he's, he's gotten so much better yeah. from his outside shooting
2: now is that is but that defense
0: is maybe taking a step back is yet. that
2: legitimate or is he's that getting, not good. because the previous five years he was shooting like high 20s low 30s
0: He's been he's been consistently good this season. Okay. I understand it's early, but it's twenty games, it's not too early. Twenty
2: games, it's, it's not takes too early me, though. It, it's it's God. jumpers, especially threes, but jumpers in general. It takes me quite a while to fully buy in. Okay, I've seen I've seen people have two hundred attempts where they look real good and revert back. Um, and that's one thing I learned. With the draft, where even in the draft, where you'd get like maybe 30 games, 100, 150 attempts, you never really knew how good of a shooter they were. NBA is obviously definitely it's a higher level competition, a further line, all that stuff. Um, but I'm, you know, sure he's improved, but is he 40% good? Not sure I'm necessarily fully there yet.
0: All right, let's get to Joel but I, Embiid. I didn't realize it was that hot. Yeah, was yeah. Was high. Let's get to Joel Embiid. We'll hear from Kyle Newbeck live from South Philly at some point. Maybe he'll get in a little bit earlier so Derek can, can, can get out of here uh, on this Friday night. Uh, Embiid, with the 31 that he had, he scored the 16 in the row that you, you alluded to. At the break, you also talked about what he did at the break, and he had 11 points on four of eight shooting in just under 19 minutes of play. Scored twenty in the second half, and yeah. especially during yeah. that that stretch, all doing so on that bum ankle in yeah. the past. And we, he
2: looked like when he, he had that transition bucket um, on the catch from Maxi. Was it an and one, or did he? It score was a catch it, from right?
0: Maxi. Caught yeah. it, and he he
2: came down grabbing his. I think it was grabbing his knee on that one too. And, so and that's really when he kind of
0: sat down on the back of the yeah. stanchion. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but but again, just pointing out that he did so with that bum ankle. He had a step back. Well, I was like, yo, you want to take that with that bad ankle? Step back jumper from, it had to be about 1920. It wasn't his normal elbow extended 15. It was about 1920. And he drilled it. But the guy is is playing through these things where sometimes in the past, whether it was doctor related, saying sit down. You talking coach like related. actual doctor or? coach doctor mm, either one okay yeah either one saying sit down just because of whatever he he plays playing through these things now where number one we were questioning his knee the other day and tonight we're questioning his ankle and he played through it and and he was brought back in at his normal normal 551 six minute mark in the fourth quarter to close the game out where many felt why are you bringing Joel B back in the game where you have a pretty significant lead mm-hmm
2: Yeah, no, and it would have been great to finish that off completely where you could give him a little extra time off and not bring him back in here. I do worry that... But the Raptors
0: made a little run where I understood why Nurse did it.
2: I do worry a little bit that just the accumulation of these things might might linger a little bit, maybe might impact him down the stretch. It is just a lot of low, and you never really know with Joe because he hits the floor so many times and he grabs his ankle or some lower body extremity every time he falls, and you're always worried about it. And a lot of times it ends up not mattering until it does. Uh, and this one certainly seemed like it lingered a little bit. He had that, what game was it a couple weeks ago where he was, um, he had an injury that was lingering
0: a little bit? With the bit. knee? Yeah. Yeah, I where, he, which one where, he was. Buckled, where he hurt the yeah, knee. Yeah, and yeah he's yeah, grabbing he it. Yeah, him. I can't remember the game, but yeah.
2: But we're having a couple of these now. And he just he, he plays through them, and a lot of times he can play through them successfully that that jumper doesn't necessarily need a fully functioning knee, but you do worry that it's just it, there seem to be a bunch of these racking up.
0: but we'll playing see. through it is is really good to see because you know he's going to get some days off. He's probably going to get a couple of days off at some point, maybe next month. they have the weekend off before the game on Monday going against Miami. He gets up for these nationally televised games, so he'll be ready uh, but to Derek's point these things are starting to rack up and part of it too for me is in the past where he would get these injuries and he would fall to the floor and I'm like come on man get up stop this is what you do you get on you milk it a little bit and you get up and you do what Joel Embiid does which is go out there and continue to play some good basketball but these are actual things because I thought when he injured his ankle I'm like did he really you know whatever it was did he just fall to protect himself and then you see the replay And he twisted his ankle pretty good. He rolled it pretty good on the foot of, I think, Jakob Perto at at that point. So he is playing through these things, but that's the thing. The commitment that we're seeing is he, it has been there, but it's a little bit, it seems, it feels a little bit different than it has in the past where you're talking about buy-in from everybody. You and Kyle talking about, it starts with your leader and Kyle talking about it on Twitter and him and Joel Levine having to have multiple conversations about it. Uh, it, it starts, and, had, and, and it's had, going through him, yeah. and they're following it. He's not bailing out. He's playing through all those things.
2: And he had some real big defensive plays, too, down the stretch. He, he had some real good defensive rotations. He took pretty much every transition defense playoff. Four block shots. In the half court, he was rotating. He was giving effort. He was moving on that um, bum ankle. He was, he was good. He was, he was real good for a game where I didn't know. Like I really thought this might be, not that he's going to score. Like Remember a couple years ago? Uh, more than a couple years ago at this point when he didn't score against the raptors mm-hmm. yep it wasn't going to be like that he's he's grown way too much for that and also they don't have nick nurse on that sideline anymore but you were wondering like man he might only score 20 tonight and that's right. you know that's a real down game for Joel Embiid uh, but for him to put that together in the second half to get that jumper working um, to play that kind of defense it was a it was a great performance and okay. it was one that they needed because even with Tobias, I don't, can't believe I'm about to say this, Tobias Harris' Harris's heroics in the first half,
0: <laughs> they still needed to finish that one off. He was rolling, man. Tobias Harris rolling again, 33 points. Fun team to watch, man. How, how fun is this? Uh, after what we saw, and look, they should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals. Doc Rivers' first year? That's what it was? That was the Atlanta Yeah, yeah. Year, first yep. year. They should have been. They were the number one seed. They should have gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals. We don't know what would have happened after that. That's when also Giannis did uh, hurt his... Hurt his uh, knee, I think it was. They went to the finals that year. No, that was ninth, that was twenty one. The years yeah. jumbled together. Yeah, they all jumbled together. But there were some fun. Well, twenty one was moment. the year that they was, lost. To, that was yeah. the year. Yeah. So that was the twenty one year where they would have played Milwaukee. Who knows? The injury happened. May not have happened in, against the Sixers, but it did happen nonetheless. This is a fun team to watch, a fun team to, yep. to, to cover, to be around, and to watch how things have come together, come together over the years. Questions about the number two option, if Maxi is up for the challenge. Still some questions, but he's really answering a lot. Joel Embiid playing a different uh, way, playing even better than he was a year ago when he was the MVP right now after the straw poll that Kyle and Derek were a part of for ESPN. He is right now the unanimous leader for that MVP because of the style of play, the way that he is playing. When we wanted him to lower his points per game, he has increased it and is coming efficiently. It's not taking away too much from what the offense is doing. And your other guy, your co-stars, averaging 26 points a night and getting a lot of good shots. And they're available shots for other people also. The coach where we had some questions there, right there in the middle of, for what Nick Nurse was doing, questioning about Marcus Morris' minutes, some of the other players' minutes. But right now, he has, it seems that he has a good feel for his team, his rotation, the players, what role he wants them to play with this, with this current group. And it really is a fun brand of basketball that they're playing at the moment guys are going down where you have Melton and and you have Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean look you you mentioned a 2-3 road trip out, yeah. pulling
2: out these two wins here is so shorthanded and look they're not sure. your 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 core guys although Melton's a starter but to miss these many wing players and still come out with two good wins—it's a
0: good showing. Yeah, and even in the other games where you didn't have Marcus Morris is out. Let's not forget about tonight. Patrick Beverly is out. Your second ball handler, mm-hmm. well, third behind De'Anthony Melton, but you he, had was your, your, he was starting for Melton at one point. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Beverly was out quietly, just out of the game. You know, dealing with some stuff there, but they found a way. So th- this is fun. And as I look at some of the. The, the points here as we talk about it and we mentioned Paul, this is a couple of times we mentioned him, just good points. They're humble and they seem to like each other. That goes a long way when you like your teammates. And that's where the trust also comes in. Talking about Tobias Harris, kind of circling back to what he did tonight. When they see and they have the trust in you, they already feel like you're a good basketball player. When they see you're playing with the confidence and you're not afraid yeah. to make mistakes and you are taking the necessary shots that are available to you, that confidence is so high, they're going to give you the opportunity. Joel Embiid was looking for him, Derek, tonight to give him the basketball, telling him to come get it on those, on those dribble handoffs yeah. and go. And the one thing that he was doing was he was not waiting for Joel Embiid to spot up at the three-point line. Or to post up there at the top of the key and get the ball back. He was just going and making decisions and doing it. And that's where it was good to see. This fun. This team is fun. As Paul said, this team is humble. They're playing a really good brand of basketball. And the way that they're playing, there's a chance that if they can keep this going, which is why many people talk about, do you even need to make a move, a significant move, just to get a piece to fill in and fit in there to, to, to make sure that you have a, a group that connects all the dots for your roster, where you may not need that third star to take away from Maxi, well, you pro, you might still need that. But the whole thing of it is, it's how much you like this team, where you're even making that kind of statement, where you don't want them to go out there and do that.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm very rarely am I going to say like, don't go out and add talent. Uh, I think that is overthinking things mm-hmm. to a degree, especially when you get in the playoffs and you get teams like Boston who have so much defensive versatility. You want everyone on that floor to be able to do something if they need to. If Joel's being double teamed or Maxi's being trapped and you have a, you know, a four-on-three advantage, you need the guy that you're outletting to to be able to go off the dribble, to make, turn that four-on-three uh, four into a, a three-on-two or a two-on-one and be able to make plays and decisions. Uh, So if you're talking about, like, should they get more talent? Yeah, they should get more talent. The fact they're playing well and the fact that Maxi and Embiid are so good only really kind of increases the urgency, I think, to go out there and be aggressive. Uh, It's going to come down to what do they need more? And we can debate that, whether it's players like... OG and Caruso or someone more offensively minded or maybe, you know, door C that hasn't opened yet and revealed itself. But I do think they should be aggressive in trying to make a move. It just might change maybe the archetype that you would be looking for. But I will also go back to, like, this isn't a answer we have to have on December 22nd. Like, sure. this is uh, a, something where you want to get as much information because it really is their last chance to go big. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to say because of tonight or any real game... That they, don't, that they shouldn't be aggressive. I don't necessarily think you have to keep consistency in terms of the roster. If there's a trade out there that makes sense, be aggressive in pursuing it. What they're doing now just might change what you're trying to look for.
0: I agree with you 100%, because if you are able to add that talent to your point, when you do have all of these things working for you, that should give you the idea of, no, let's, let's go for it. You know, let's go get it. And this is where I didn't have the problem when Elton Brand and those people who were in charge at that time, when they saw an opportunity where they saw in the East that, hey, we can do something here in this conference. We already went and got Jimmy Butler. Okay, let's go get Tobias Harris. This can help us out here right now. So to, that that's exactly to your point of if talent is available, even though you're playing well already with Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons, you can add more. And J.J. Reddick. I'm not going to exclude J.J. Reddick because – that was a fun brand of basketball. So uh, good stuff from everybody. We really appreciate it. Liam Stevens says, See,
2: I, 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 I was Toby, never huge on Toby, but I don't want to talk about that when he had such a great night right now. So we'll let that one slide.
0: I got you. Yeah, Toby heard you, Devon. I hear you, Liam. He heard us all because he went out there and played a great brand of basketball. And uh, we really uh, appreciate everybody before, checking before in. Before
2: we get to Kyle, we do want to point out Rick, uh, Rick Sachs dropped a super chat. Mentioning that the the Embiid Maxi. Uh, Tobias trio were the first trio in NBA history to have 30 points and seven assists each, which haven't had a chance to confirm or verify, but I assume I take Rick at his word. That is absurd.
0: It's incredible. That is. And the first time for the Sixers since 1961, formerly the Syracuse nationals to have three players score 30 plus points in a game, Philadelphia franchise. So great stuff. Uh, let's go down to the arena right now in South Philadelphia and check in with our partner, Kyle Newbeck live from the center after a pretty good win against the Toronto Raptors, wrapping up the three-game homestand, a two-and-one homestand after dropping the first one to the Bulls, beating Minnesota on Wednesday, Toronto tonight. Kyle, Tobias heard us, man. He hurt us
1: yeah you he heard us say on the podcast yesterday that the team should be built around him and that he's the most important player on the team and you know all that you know it's funny i feel like we've had a few of these moments now right where this is one of them we're saying tobias get your act together Tell austin to get, to get out of get the background free publicity walking through the background <laughs> intentionally doing so look at this guy he does it a second <laughs> time instead no free publicity austin So call out Tobias, he plays well. People pointed out in our Discord, Derek, that our preseason Kelly, like, play within the offense. Now that has run out a little bit for Kelly. And certainly Joel liking my tweet, the clear delineation point for the season at this point for Joel. So I'm not saying that we deserve all the credit, but maybe like, no, actually 0% of the credit. Great game by Tobias. They were all obviously very fired up for him. Tonight and sort of dovetails with what he said when we talked to him at practice yesterday, which is I don't, he didn't think he's been getting the opportunities to let it fly or some, some games. He just doesn't have it. We obviously disagreed with that characterization, but I thought tonight Toronto loads up on Joel and Maxi in the pick and roll for long stretches of that game. Tobias got a lot of open looks and kudos to him for taking advantage of it. Awesome game for him.
0: And that's something that we talked about a little earlier and we spoke with you, of course, during yesterday's show and a few shows, quite frankly, where he just attacked and he was aggressive. He wasn't thinking. He just went after it. He was uh, rejecting screens. He was calling guys off. He was not passing the ball to Maxkey to push a break and making positive plays with them. And that's something that we ask for, maybe not to the tune of what he gave tonight, 24 in the first half, 33 overall, but just the mindset.
1: Yeah, look, like, because it, it wasn't all the threes. The threes are a huge part of it, right? And he gets that first one to go down, and it's like an avalanche from there. But once he got those threes to go down, then you're seeing him. You're seeing aggressive Tobias getting downhill. I thought, honestly, a couple of my favorite plays of the night was him going at OG Ananobi in the midpost, close to the rim, sealed him off on a, a play. I believe it was in the first half. High-low with Joel Embiid, has to wrap him up, got fouled. Like, OG is a guy we talk about quite a bit for a non-Sixers player on the show. Versatile, tough, strong defender. And Tobias is just throwing his weight around. So like I that's why, you know, as much as it's about the three-point volume and all that, that's just a sign of everything else, too, right? When he's taking shots from outside, it normally is paired with strong transition play. It normally is paired with him actually bodying guys in the post. And so it just like the number one marker of what version of Tobias are they getting. And so to see him come out early, take threes. And then that translates to everything else. Obviously a great thing to see for him in the midst of what has been one of the toughest stretches he's had in a while.
2: I guess, what can you tell us about Joel? I'm sure he said he's fine, but what else can you tell us about Joel?
1: Those are his exact words that I'm I'm fine. fine. And he did say, and that he's gonna have to see how it feels tomorrow. I think that's probably a step further than he normally goes. It's always, I'm fine, and we always assume, yeah, he'll get an eval tomorrow, he'll wake up, we'll see if it swells or whatever, but rolled ankle, I'm sure you guys probably got better angles than we did in the arena of what happened on replays, but no big alarms were set off yet. I asked Nurse about it when he during his presser, and essentially said, look, he played the rest of the game and was fine enough to do that. So I I don't think that they're bracing for a serious injury, certainly. But I will tell you, watching him up close, I don't know how much of this translated to the broadcast. He seemed like he was in pain for basically that entire game. A lot of like either M1 baskets or taking a jumper and lands funny and just grimacing and having to walk it off a little bit. So. I honestly, I tweeted this during the game, I I didn't think he should be out there as long as he was. To his credit, he was able to rally after a tough start and had a really good second half, at least offensively. But uh, I would say I'm slightly dubious about him playing in Miami at this point. We'll Mm -hmm. have to see what comes out of practice on Saturday.
2: Did they mention anything about a knee? I just say that because it looked like after that one transition bucket in the third, he was grabbing at it a little bit. It might have just been, I don't know.
1: They did not say anything about a knee with him. It's And that honestly is one of the reasons why I would have pulled him is because once the ankle is weak and you're favoring it, then you leave yourself susceptible to injuries elsewhere because your your biomechanics are all out of whack. So haven't heard anything, but with him, it's always, you know, wait yep. and see, I
0: guess. That would, that would be very interesting with the possibility of maybe not playing on Christmas day, just because of the new, NBA focus of star players. Yeah, I mean, I think they could make a,
2: a credible case that he is injured on this one. They
0: could. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they absolutely could. But just pointing out that for the folks who don't know that the NBA is trying to crack down on guys not playing uh, in these nationally televised showcase games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you one way or another. I would imagine Joel wants to play in that sure. game yeah. for whatever that's worth. Like he's certainly not trying to sit out on Christmas.
0: Now, you mentioned in the Discord, of course, guys, people mentioning Kelly Oubre maybe coming down to earth a little bit because he's had some opportunities here with some starting roles, being back after missing so much time. Got off to a really good start in the season, but did miss that time where shooting has cooled off. And he's had some really good looks. He's had some opportunities. Just doesn't look the same right now. Maybe any concern there right now or it's just a little bit of a stretch that you feel?
1: yeah i mean look the concern is based on the priors that we have with him right it's not based on this season so much but you get that lingering dread feeling where it's like uh you know i've i've kind of seen this movie before with him where it's not the the missed threes right like he had some open catch and shoot shots that he missed that i want him to take 10 out of 10 times Mm -hmm. he also had some pretty aggressive pull-up jumpers that not much separation he's still letting them fly some of those on there was at least one on a long two that i just was like head in <laughs> hands just what, what the hell are we doing here type of shot and i also you know i don't know what you guys are seeing here i think anecdotally he had the one forced turnover kind of late in the game but i don't think his defense has been as connected and as locked in as it was to open the season now you could say some of that is he's in a different role Certainly a lot of guys are out tonight. So some Mm -hmm. of the lineups and rotations they're playing, you're communicating with guys that you're not normally playing next to. And so I'm not going to put that all on him for sure. There are other guys that struggle with it at times too. But because he is one of the, you know, he's like top six, seven guys on the team, like a nightly rotation guy compared to D house, who's just getting thrown into the mix for injury reasons. Uh, I, we have to hold him slightly more accountable. So I've been a little disappointed in the defensive regression, for sure.
2: No, I mean, he—he he, like you mentioned, he, he missed a couple open catch shoot threes, but he made a couple as well. And then he had one three where he pulled up, contested off the dribble, and air ball short. Uh, and those
0: are the shots you want to cut out for him, for sure. Uh, All right, man. Well, listen, uh, you and I on Christmas I, Day. Well, I
2: guess just real quick, did, uh, did Tobias address sort of – because, you know, we were at practice the other day. You asked him about – three-point volume had nine today did he address that at all
1: no I mean it's pretty much I'd say the same message that we got at practice right where he says look that this is the game flow I had shots I, have, I was open you know look to in fairness I do think that there was some loading up on Joel and Tyrese sure. right where they're they're playing heavy on that side of the floor wherever they're attacking with the pick and rolls and dribble handoffs. And so there were some easier opportunities for Tobias. But, yeah, I mean, there was not an admission like, hey, I got the three, first three to go down, and that was all it took. I will also say, one of the things that jumped out at me in that game for him, the second made three he had, he literally could not think about it because D-House gave yes. him a hot potato, and it was just like, okay, I got to shoot, there's no other option here. And it's almost like he has to be tricked into taking it in the first place. And then once those two go down, the confidence is just. Oh, shit. Flowing I can flowing do flowing from there, <laughs> Yeah, right. Like it's what we talk about on the show all the time. It is not a lack of mechanical skill and touch from Tobias. It, it's the mindset that comes and goes from him. So I loved what I saw from him on so many levels tonight. I hope that he continues it. Obviously, we've seen him have big games and nice nights as a shooter before I, i'm not going to sit here and be like oh he's a changed man this is the guy we wanted and blah 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 but happy to see him get off the schneid to some extent and uh, we'll see where he goes from here certainly christmas will be a uh, fun opportunity to see what he does
0: and that'll be you and i after the game doing post game as uh yes, sir should be a fun one well listen kyle enjoy the rest of your night your weekend and uh, i will see you on christmas day
1: Sounds good, fellas. Derek, I won't see you, so Merry Christmas. Everybody in the chat, I will see you on Christmas.
0: Best,
2: best Christmas present I can give you is to not have to put up with me that day.
0: <laughs> see you, guys. See you, man. Appreciate it. Kyle Newbeck live from the arena following the Sixers' 10-point win. Again, 121-111. Make sure you check out Kyle's uh, story right there on allphly.com. Uh, for his good, the bad, the ugly everything in the piece about this game and i'd imagine in the good there will be a lot said a lot of words about tobias harris and what what he did tonight yeah yeah
2: look i mean if if we're going to criticize him when he's bad we'll praise him when he's good while also acknowledging that i have no idea what they're going to get on monday
0: no clue no clue especially with jimmy butler on the other side so (laughs) tobias harris over me
2: even though again it wasn't really tobias harris over him it's but it's a i mean look if you're jimmy that's a good
0: phrase. It's a great line. It's a great thing to run with if you're Jimmy Butler. Uh, Everybody, we really appreciate it. Good win. 2-1 and on three game homestand. Now they hit the road for four? Yeah, it's a bunch. Yeah, four games on the road as they uh, cross over now for the Christmas I think day it's our game. last
2: last home game of uh, 2023
0: right yes it is yes it is they won't be home until January so four games on a row for their four, for their normal road, road trip in December where it's typically something going on at the arena they have to go out west not out west this time they're staying out east and the Midwest for their games here so we'll be with you for all of those and certainly on Christmas Day Derek will have the day off and well-deserved day off as Kyle and I will sit in on Christmas night following the Sixers and the Heat. A lot of people to thank there in the chat. Well, first, let's give all the people the Super Chats and say thank you to Rick Sachs a couple of times there, Furious, Jay of the Jungle, Real Time, Lucas a few times as well. We appreciate you uh, for donating to the Super Chat. Thank you so much for those questions. And uh, on our list that we have here of folks, who do we have here?
2: We've got Noob, Remo, Brian, Patrick, Shahid, uh, Zay, Ramich, Ronald, uh, Jay of the Jungle, Espy, whole bunch of other people. Shahid, Money Mar, Money Mar is always here, so I want to yes, make sure he is. I mention him. Brian, yeah. Paul, Val. Val was in the chat, so Val in the chat. We met Val at the Reading Terminal Market, so shout shout out Val, appreciate you.
0: Absolutely. We had a lot of people in here. We really appreciate it. LJ, Joe Kwan, Ivan, uh, the good fella, uh, Zeno Hour, also T Will in the mix with some conversation throughout the evening. We had a lot of people. Glenn, so many people on a Friday night. We can't thank you enough. Rich, the M Beard, 76. I mean, In all honesty. Charlie underscore M.
2: And I don't really mean this to tap ourselves on the back, but like we're getting enough comments in here now where it's getting tough, and I feel guilty that we're not mentioning all of
0: them. I know. That's why I wanted to jump in with you because we had a Drew in there that you mentioned earlier. We have Winona jump in. Uh, So we thank everybody. We thank you for hanging out, sharing. Everybody who jumped in, joined us for the show. Even if you couldn't jump in on the chat, we really appreciate it overall for you hanging out with us this week, making this what... It is now because of not only us and Brie, but because of you. So we thank you uh, for everybody who cannot join on Monday. We want to say happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you. If you will be with us on Monday following the Sixers and the Heat, we will certainly talk to you then. Derek, Merry Christmas, man. Same to you, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Brie, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for Derek and Kyle and Brie. I'm Devon. Have a good rest of your night. Enjoy your weekend. Go get those last-minute gifts, folks, because I know you'll be out there tomorrow. You might see me. You might see me out there. Don't call or text because my next two days are packed. (laughs) See, you heard it from Derek there. Have a good one, everybody. Good night.